All right, so welcome. This is the Schoolhouse 302. This is Joe. And TJ. And tonight we have an incredible guest with us that we're very excited about, um, Liz Farley Ripple, who is an associate professor at the University of Delaware School of Ed. We consider Liz a, a good friend, but also um, really an expert in the field of data and using data to transform schools and make improvements in a lot of areas that many people would miss. So welcome, Liz. We're more than excited to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. So this is our hashtag one thing series. We put out this earlier this month about how people can use data in schools, usually unconventional methods that we hone in on that we want people to look at. Um, and we find that the traditional methods of data use that are often associated um, in education circles. So we look at um, achievement data, you know, whether it's SAT scores, smarter balance scores, things like that. Um, there are things we tell people to look at that are a little different. We say, let the data tell the story try to turn data into a strategy, and then um, also just how you can use that information. So Liz, knowing that that was our focus this month, um, what would you add to that? Or what is the advice you would give to administrators and others using data? So the challenge for me is, of course, coming up with one thing. So the one thing I usually start with would be to broaden your ideas around data. Uh, as a result of various policies and the broader data-driven climate uh, of schools today, we are always thinking about achievement data. And one of the first things I do when I teach courses on database decision-making, which I've done for undergrads and grads and, and doctoral level students, is to have them do a data inventory. and. I like to do that because it gets people out of this idea that data is a test score or a number because people are really resistant to the idea of thinking about kids or their practice as reflected in a number. But I think when you sit down and do an inventory, you actually get to see how much information is collected in your classroom or in your school that you're actually not paying attention to and that do a pretty good job of telling you about the things that are happening. Um, Victoria Bernhardt has a few books out there about continuous improvement, and her model is to have talk about four dimensions of data, uh, process data, perceptions data, demographic data, and student learning data. And I think for the most part, we talk about demographic data and student learning data, but we don't really talk about perceptions or process data. So how people think or experience school, whether it be staff, parents, kids, leaders, members of the community. We don't really have a lot of good perception data, and we're certainly not thinking about that when we talk about using data. Um, and then the process data, I think, is the one we skip out on most. And when we think about process data, it's how things work in our school, what interventions are in place, what are participation in these different activities, uh, interventions, what curriculum is being adopted, timelines, things like that. So, um, when I have people do an inventory, you know, they usually start with five or six items and then they talk to their colleague and they get up to 10 or 20. 
But when I get a class going, we get about 150 kinds of data that are actually wow. available. Um, and they're not all telling you the same thing or useful in the same kinds of decisions. But when you get to thinking about it, there's a lot of information out there. So instead of getting stuck on, well, you know, that SBAC score doesn't tell me very much or, you know, I don't like map or whatever, whatever challenge you're having with the data source you're using. Uh, there's just a lot more information out there. And so for me, the one thing is just think big. Data is much bigger than any one number or one assessment. And that was a very long answer. No, but that's, you touched on some incredible information. Well, I, I hope it's useful. I think that that's always been a big eye opener for students um, and, and leaders that I've worked with. Um, and so I think at the, at the very least, that's a great step in, in, in broadening horizons. And it also, I think, lends itself to this idea that the Data Quality Campaign, which is a, um, a nonprofit in DC, that they really advocate. And that's that data is really supposed to be a flashlight and not a hammer. That's the analogy that they, they put out there. Mm -hmm. And when we start thinking about data as, as test scores or numbers, it has that feel of sort of like a hammer, right? You're, you're not achieving a goal or things aren't working. Whereas when we think about all the information available to us to help us make decisions, it can be more of a flashlight rather than that hammer. That's awesome, Liz. Um, I think we're getting a little feedback on our end, but are you hearing that on your? I'm not on my end, but um, I can uh, check it out when I, and I can edit it out of the audio. So if I can, I will try to. <laughs> well, that's good. And I think, you know, our listeners understand that this is real time stuff. So <laughs> let, I, the, 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 the one thing series here, I mean, the data inventory is a real takeaway for leaders that they could get up to 150 things um, listed out. And I really like that you get down to like the process and the perception. I think it's critical that, we don't just take inventory of our performance data, which is the world that most of us live in mm -hmm. with smarter balanced and SAT. Um, but that perception data, I think in the business world where they're constantly collecting perception data, you can't go to Walmart anymore without getting a survey <laughs> in your inbox on how it, ha how it w went. Right. And so, we should be thinking about that for our schools as well in terms of the experiences that our kids are having and that our parents are having and the information that they want to know versus what we actually share. Right. And I think it helps us sort of get down um, and address some of the assumptions we have when we only look at performance data. Uh, we have explanations that we think are true and um, maybe maybe based on experience, they are true uh, in many cases. But I think when we look at a broader kinds of data, especially processes and perceptions, we can say, we often find, oh, well, there was something else going on there that I, I didn't understand. Or, you know, I was looking at it this way, but the experience is something totally different. And, uh, and I think that helps sort of unravel some of those complex problems that that people are trying to wrestle with when they are trying to make a change, and they're not seeing change in in the outcomes and, and just trying to explain that a little bit better. So Liz, one, one final question, how do you help develop or what would be a suggestion on developing some people's capacity 
around like the process or the perception data, you know, so we get unstuck, if you will, with just looking at some of the achievement data in some other areas? Um, well, I think, I think in terms of capacity, a lot of it comes down to leadership, right? So if you want your school to value other kinds of data, then that has to be modeled from, from leadership at all different levels, whether those are teachers or principals. And I think the same is true at the central office. If, if we want to talk about students as more than a number, then we have to start counting more than just a number. Um, and so, you know, that I know that that can be challenging in the, in the policy climate that we've been sort of used to for a long time now. But I think that if we want to make real traction in that area, then leadership has to step up and say, well, I value this too. And, and you know, put your money where your mouth is. Yep. That's fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> it was such a great interview. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us on, on the data conversation. Oh, I'm glad. I could talk data all the time. So just uh, reach out whenever. That's great. And we will. We appreciate the invitation. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks.